Welcome to The Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. You're listening to The Conscious Living Show. Good morning, dear. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. great. How, how was your weekend? It was great. Now I'm back to reality. It's kind of a little re-entry phenomenon. A little Always. shocker, you know. It's like thump. Yes, yes. <laughs> so... Where did we do this weekend? Well, Nancy and I went to Washington, California, a place where Nancy used to camp when she was a young girl. Yeah, it was a, it was a really, um, it's an interesting place. It's like a place that's stuck in time. <laughs> well, we decided uh, this was kind of spontaneous. We hadn't been there for quite some time, but we wanted to just get away and have some time by ourselves yeah and we weren't sure about you know whether there was going to be any technology availability there and i'm so glad there wasn't uh, that from you that's a shocker yeah really no i really i i need to, i need to have times where i i unplug from the social media there you go <laughs> not from you <laughs> i need to unplug from social media and plug into you or so yeah, to speak so to speak okay so so we went on this uh adventure to washington town and uh, um amongst things you know there was a bar fight and uh some other interesting <laughs> uh entertainment uh, they did have a not a karaoke band but a, a nice band there for you know it was a it was it was a dj a dj okay yes. for me it's music sounds like a yeah. band yeah so anyway we we had some time together mm-hmm. to sit and ponder our next phase yeah and i mean if you ha- if you if you enjoy the mountains and nature washington town is like this old mining town up out of nevada city grass valley california it's on the south fork of the yuba river i'm going to be posting more pictures later um it's absolutely gorgeous uh, the the scenery is phenomenal it's fresh air blue skies uh it it just it for me it feeds my feeds my nature girl soul. Yes, where I can run naked in the woods. Uh, more interesting, we we did bring back some souvenirs. We did. Yes, about 150 pounds of dirt. <laughs> yeah, for gold mining. And if you want, if you want to see Nancy uh, in in one of her outfits uh, with the shovel. Um, shoveling dirt out of a stream it's uh, I, it's just wonderful did you take a picture of me in my dress I have a picture right oh, here okay. in my mind and, wearing uh, a little sundress with the big shovel scooping miles slime. of dirt and rocks out of a river yes well for me this weekend really was uh, a time to reflect and uh, certainly I had a, a flood of memories that were coming through my consciousness during during the weekend because I have a lot of my time um, that I spent there in in my youth but for you know I we kept talking about the pause and how important that was to take that time to not have an agenda. Right. We, we got there in the evening. We kind of got all unpacked. And, and in the morning, we woke up and we had breakfast together. It was probably a two-hour breakfast. At least, and, yeah. And um, it was a chance for me to ask Nancy with some trepidation uh, what's important to her <laughs> and and what, you? what might uh, 
she be thinking about? Um, we all design our own lives, and it's an ongoing, uh, well, Nancy's an ongoing moving target, so I always need to be informed about what might be next. Yeah, well, and, and, it, and it gave me, when you ask me those questions, you know, um, you, you've interviewed me many times over, over the years, and when you do that, it really gives me a chance to pause and reflect on how am I feeling about that? What do I think about that? What what do I want? I, you know, because oftentimes we don't, I think life is so busy, we don't take the time to ask ourselves those questions. And, and when you ask those questions, sometimes you need an oasis for your own personal protection. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. You might reveal some truths or questions that that are a little stark and a little bit, uh, but that's that's how you move forward. You you have to be able to ask uh, fun, difficult, uh, entertaining questions of your partner so that you know if you're on the same page. And for people that are just What tuned, page are we on? We're on, oh gosh, we are way up on our pages. <laughs> Maybe we should stop, stop talking about stop. How, our age and just talk about how, our page number. <laughs> stop, stop turning the pages. No, no, because that means you're dead. No, no. I know I'm not ready for that. No, but um, for people that are just tuning into our show and aren't familiar with Mark and I and the some of the concepts that we've developed over the years, the Oasis is something that I teach. Uh, it, it's an incredible uh, opening communication technique that I offer to couples to learn how to really create a safe space for you to be truthful, authentic, and to be able to really hear your partner without needing to debate or uh, really even fully understand where they're coming from, just to be able to hear it and accept that that's what their truth is right now. Well, when you listen to your partner <laughs> carefully, you you do get a semblance of what they're interested in and it might be something that you're not aware of or something that they're having a little trouble uh, speaking speaking their truth yeah. so so it is a safe place and it does save men's lives too it does <laughs> I think it saves I think it saves loves you know I think so <laughs> I, I'm kind of in a jokester mood yeah. but it uh, <laughs> I think it's very important and and one of the things that we've been experiencing lately is our mortality. We're we're getting a little older. I just had a birthday. Uh, feel great. Feel energetic. Um, but we do, as we get older, we do think of our mortality, and we think back on our youth and wonder: Did we really do all the things that we felt that we should have enjoyed and done in the past? And if we haven't, then by golly, uh, let's get busy and and um, start doing those things now. Right. How much time do people spend on regret, you know, um, rather than just reevaluating, okay, what what haven't I checked off my list? Let's get it done. You know, let's do it instead of regretting. I think most of the time people regret things they haven't done rather than what they have done. Well, I think you, you reflect back so that you can can continue to design your life and move forward. You're right. So you shouldn't look back with regret. You should look back with, wow, um, still need to check off that box or want to want to make sure that the next uh, few years moving forward are, are even more exciting than all of the times in the past. Neat thing about looking backward is you do remember the good stuff, you know. True. 
Yeah, well, you and you know you can remember it all. <laughs> well, and that and for me, that's what Washington Town uh, created for me was a, an opportunity to reflect back on a lot of my a lot of my life that I spent visiting there and some of the experiences I had there. And it was like a a little walk down memory lane, pointing out things to you. This is where I did this. This is where I did that. Some of it was kind of shocking to you, but, you know, it's just part of my history. (laughs) Yeah, so many places to visit. (laughs) It's a lot of learning, right? (laughs) So what what else? One of the things that we talked about in the pause was – you you gave me an opportunity to sit in the middle of the river by myself uh, and have my meditation time. Well, you mentioned that you wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. So so as her partner, I made sure that that it actually happened because sometimes those things get whisked away and, and I, I do look after you and you wanted to do that. So I, I did uh, make sure that that happened. Yes. Yeah. And that was really priceless uh, to be able to sit uh, you know one, one of my favorite things uh, in this area is to be able to be naked in nature um, and to be just uh, you know I, I love I love these big rocks ma- massive rocks that are in uh, the river rocks and rock hopping and just kind of being a little wood nymph uh, running through the through the water and the rocks naked and so to find this perfect rock that just fit my body and be able to sit on this rock and have this experience of being surrounded by this beautiful nature the sounds of nature and just my own thoughts and really precious priceless even if you don't don't you don't know how to meditate or you're not somebody who prays or just being able to sit quietly with and just think whatever you're going to think see whatever you want to see just have that time where you're not being bombarded by anything from the outside really priceless so we, we had some time together at breakfast and then nancy had some time on her perfect rock it's kind of funny. There's a million rocks out there, and <laughs> she found the perfect, perfect one. I love it. Why was it? It was. And she would tell you it was perfect because of the way it fit on her. But yes, <laughs> a comfortable rock. Yes, millions of them out there, but she found the one. Oh, hey, let me tell you, I am an expert in rocks and finding ones that you can make out of a, into a lounge chair, a bed. Uh, like a, a float in the middle of the river. I I, I am I am so well so, versed. So take rocks. time take time to pause. <laughs> take time to reflect, both individually and and certainly with your partner. Uh, sometimes we don't speak truthfully to ourselves, but it is even harder to guess. And you don't want to be guessing what your partner's thinking. You want them to be able to be comfortably reveal what their their hopes, desires, and fears are. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, and vice versa. And if you do that, you'll start to see that you have a lot of common ground and a lot of fun places to move forward to. Well, in our in our next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the some of the valuable lessons I learned in this little town of Washington Town as a youth, um, and and how that still I still carry those lessons with me. 
Yes, today. I, uh, I'm curious. I think we all have a place, but this was uh, this is a unique place. Uh, Washington Town, USA, is uh, is uh, it's definitely um, lost in time. It is lost in time. So when you go back and visit, of course, it's going to have all of those memories, you know. Yes. Yeah. Floods of memories. A lot of first times and seconds and thirds and fifths. And <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. Well, I was very young, so there were a lot of firsts yes. <laughs> of everything. <laughs> so, okay. So you, you got some questions for me? About, I, about that time? I will. I'll have all kinds of all right. questions. Yeah. And I have a really fun announcement for you, too. Make sure that you check out our new YouTube channel. I've uh, created a new a new YouTube channel called The Conscious Living Show. A nude YouTube channel? Yeah, no, she said. I, that's my other one. No, a new YouTube channel, The Conscious Living Show. Please go subscribe, and that way you, you get the first uh, uploads that we're going to be putting up. And we've got some really fun videos coming from Washington Town that we did for you. So, all right. All right. So we will be back in a moment to talk about what I learned in my youth, valuable life lessons in a little town called Washington Town, Ship. Actually, it's Washington Township, population 126. <laughs> That's including the dogs. <laughs> and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the conscious living show to reach the doctors or their guest on the live show feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to dr nancy at drnsp.com 
Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Show, and we're here talking about my youth. (laughs) Nancy's Nancy's Adventures in Washington Town, uh, California. Yes. (laughs) It is interesting how serendipity plays such a role in our lives, And, and I think that's true for everyone. But we like to use the word conscious living, so... We try to look back and and say, gosh, if that was serendipity for me, and that worked out pretty well, how can we do the same thing for others, or others might be interested in trying the same thing, perhaps with a little bit more consciousness so that it wasn't quite so wild and crazy, Uh, but but, uh, nevertheless, uh, create the same scenarios for a person to benefit from. Well, you pretty much had free run of Washington, California. Yeah. How, how old were you when you had free run? Like 12. So, so parents out there nowadays, it's very difficult to create a situation where you can uh, drive into your camp home. They had a little cabin there. And, and say goodbye to your kids for the weekend. And off they go to experience Washington Town, California. <laughs> how, how, how many Hells Angels did you meet up there? A lot. Yes. And they were very kind. They're very nice to, yeah. to you. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. were very kind. I mean, I learned, you know, my parents, it's a, such a small place that, I mean, I obviously, now now, it, now with what, what we fear as a parent, you know, that somebody's going to haul your kid off. I mean, God only knows. I mean, there's a lot of moments, I'm sure those hell's angels just could have put my little body on their bike and taken me off into the woods. But they, but you know, he, that's not really human nature. Well, we hear about things so much more now. There, right. there is a lot more fear, and and these fears aren't unfounded, um, but that they might be excessive in terms of the statistics and how likely they are to occur. Right. But but you did have a lot of freedom yes. in in Washington Town, California. We we would get up. My girlfriend and I would get up in the morning, have breakfast, <clears throat> pack a pack of food and drinks, and our beach towels and head down river and find a really cool river spot that we, we called our own and we would make a day. We wouldn't come back till it started to get dark. And my parents had no idea what we were doing or where we were. They just figured we were enjoying nature. And that's really what we were doing. Completely being playful, naked, playful, running rocks and, and getting sun and, laughing and telling you know just having girlfriend time it was you know you're, run, you're running on those rocks uh we we tried to do that this weekend uh and uh it takes a lot of balance you could fall and hurt yourself yeah you could so so really you shouldn't run on rocks i mean you just want to be mindful right <laughs> you you know i think the thing <clears throat> is we when we try to protect our kids from every possible injury, risk, um, we're preventing them from learning their own self-reliance and resilience. So, so some of the lessons, you, you learned some lessons. I learned uh, a lot of lessons. So, uh, so I think one lesson you just referred to is, is that although some people have bad reputations like the Hells Angels, mm-hmm. they're... There is some some good and some things that they that they seem to follow that aren't unreasonable. Yeah, I honestly, I, I met hundreds of them, and uh, they were always kind. 
and yeah. and I mean there were other there were other motorcycle gangs that would come in like the misfits there were other groups that would come into town on the big busy weekends and some of them weren't so nice um, were more uh, violently inclined but the hell's angels were I mean they were actually the the, the most moderate of, of all well, the I'm groups. just just saying that you you could see good in in everyone even right. if they had a, an angry side right so I think that's one of the lessons that you learned is that not to that, judge a book by its reputation well, not the whole not the whole book <laughs> yeah um, yeah we're all gonna mess up and and forgiveness is a is a is a big issue and when you have someone who's 12 there's a there's an innocence that's projected in there, and yeah. uh, and I, I think at a young age you learn that uh, everybody has some good. Some hide it deeper than others, right? And and people definitely um, mess up along the way. Yeah. But um, that's true for all of us. So I'm sure you had your your tests of, and things that you did a few times when you maybe you got home later than you should have. Well, yes. Um, that's one of the other things I learned is that I could mess up. And I could figure out how to get out of it. You know, I could, I could pull myself out of out of the messes that I that I could I could uh, I learned to trust my intuition. And I think w- when when parents are using their own intuition or their own experience to try to protect their teens, they they often. Uh, undermine the teens learning about their own intuitive abilities. So as you rock hopped, as you rock hopped, you started off probably slower, and then you right. learned how to go a little faster. There's a little metaphor Definitely here. Definitely learned how to use and, my feet. And, and, yeah. and as you got to know some of these adults, you learned the ones that you needed to be careful with, and yeah. the others that, that perhaps had a had a a kinder side to them. So you started to learn about different types of people out there in the world, right. so that you weren't naive. Uh, to the possibilities. I mean, that's yeah. how that's how strangers take advantage. They, the, you know, they 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 take advantage of how we view uh, people. So you learn to be a little skeptic. You learn also to be trustful at certain times. Mm-hmm. No benefits of the doubt, though. Well, I, I you know that that I've had to learn later in life. I think the then the not giving strangers the benefit of the doubt. Um, that that's been a tougher lesson because we live in a, a culture that really tries to impart to do that, you know, especially as a girl, you're taught to, to be kind, to never, to don't, you don't need to be suspicious, you know, people aren't out to get you and then you start to see the real world and how women are treated in the world and you realize, no, women do need to be suspicious and women do need to withhold that benefit of the doubt right right yeah i mean you have some funny stories uh the one story you were you said you were climbing up some rocks you were uh scantily clothed with nothing on it on and and can you tell that story a little bit when they kind of went did the, the, the little raft went by oh, yeah. or something like that yeah or? my girlfriend and i we would we'd we'd scale these i was i was rock climbing at a very young age so we would come out of the water and you have to kind of be like a gecko going up the rock so you've got a leg here and an arm here and another leg here. So you're kind of splayed out on this big massive rock formation. And so we'd be climbing up to stand up on top of this rock and wash our hair and then dive in the water and have our bath for the day. And so I'm climbing up and my girlfriend's across the beach just watching me. And she sees these rafters coming down the, the on inner tubes. And she doesn't say anything to me. She just lets me 
scale the rocks and show all my goodies uh, up there. And then and then she yells, hey, Nance. <laughs> I turn around and these guys are like right below me. And uh, they, they just didn't say a word, just smiled <laughs> and floated by. <laughs> But then later that night, they were. We heard them telling stories about these these uh, little wood nymphs that were running around. <laughs> so they didn't put. They didn't connect the dots then. Huh? No, because we were naked and with our hair and shampoo, so we couldn't tell who we were. <laughs> so what'd you learn from that experience? That you know, just go with it. <laughs> what can you do? When and you're I couldn't from- trust my girlfriend. <laughs> what can you do when you're hanging from a rock? Nothing. Just smile <laughs> with everything you got. <laughs> but I did learn that, you know, it's just a body. You know, we're 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 human beings and you know, I'd really, I really I kinda got over it pretty quickly. Well you you pride yourself in teaching anatomy now, so you, you started <laughs> at a very early stage. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got an anatomy lesson, let's just say that. <laughs> So you got to watch a lot of people drink. Oh yeah, a lot of bar fights. Um, got to see got to see how stupid people are when they overdrink. Got got to see some really great bar fights as a kid, uh, like like where the little bartender's up on the bar and he's got a pool cue and he's beating the guys over the heads. And I mean, it's really like wild wild west stuff. But but that happened the other night when we were there. So <laughs> so you connected the dots. Too much alcohol. Not, not a so, good idea. Not, not, not no. a good idea. No. So so it put her in an observation mode where where she could actually uh, benefit from the experiences of others. And 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 we try to do this in a positive way. But if we shield too much of the negative, then then um, we grow up kind of naive, Vulnerable. thinking that the world is a little bit different than it truly is. Right. So it created some some reality uh, type of experiences for you. Yeah. I'm sure there were others. Every time we walked oh. by a spot, she said, "Over there and over there and over there." When she was well, a little you, bit older. When you think about it, I mean, I was like 11 when when we started going up there regularly every other weekend from spring to late fall. For my whole grow, all my all my teens. I so camped with my a, boyfriend here. I camped with my boyfriend a, there. That's a lot of time to spend in the mountains. <laughs> so it is definitely in my blood. All right. When we come back, we're gonna we're gonna kind of shift gears and and take this into parenting and how and how we how I've parented differently because of my experiences. But some of the things that we're seeing now with the helicopter parenting and and how the the mindset around raising kids. And Mark and I have got some some concepts. We've raised three well into adulthood. And what we've learned from being parents of three uh, three kids that are now really excitedly so amazing adults all right do you have anything else you want to add nope, i'm ready for so make thing. sure you go to our youtube channel the conscious living show on youtube uh, you'll see we've just got a couple videos up right now it's a brand new channel so share it share it share it help us build um i have like twenty-two thousand on my other followers on my other youtube but youtube has squelched me from being able to uh earn any money from it or really add any more value so we're shifting gears and moving it to a different platform and hopefully they will they will leave us alone now 
on there. So, but we do need your support. So please just go hit the subscribe button. That's all you got to do. That's all. All right. We'll be back in a moment. All right. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Show. And Mark and I are here talking about our weekend and my youth and what we've learned and how it's, we can bring that forward. It's, it's fun to take you back up to Washington. That's where you, you did uh, break a lot of boundaries. I was curious to see if there were any more you might be willing to break. Um, <laughs> but now we need to move on to um, a little bit more serious topic uh, because it, it reflects back on, on how we viewed our youth and, and how we're parenting these days. Right. It is different times. I mean, Definitely. it's... It, you know, there there are drugs, there are guns, there there's all kinds of uh, things out there that that uh, scare us all to death. Right. And uh, and the tendency is to pull back and to be very protective, um, but that needs to be measured. If you're too protective, you start to shield, and shield interferes with experiences that are important. Developing our sense of self does require a little bit of risk taking and I think there are I mean there I think parents are becoming so afraid because whatever the media is telling us like gun violence in school that's that's real that's frightening that's horrific but you still have to send your kids to school right I mean they're still sending their kids to school they're just trying to prepare their kids for 
some of the things that may happen and to to be mindful when those things happen. So we need to have the same the same mindset about sending our kids uh, into any situation. I think we have we have a lot of fears. Many are founded. Many are unfounded. We're, there's a new term, helicopter parenting. Oh, we had a fun thread on our our um, family thread oh, gosh, uh, yeah. about helicopter parenting, yeah. and and it's it's pretty rampant. Uh, and there are good reasons for it, but it sometimes backfires by being too protective. Right. Right. And like I like I referred to uh, last segment about my youth and some of the, you know, I, the risks that I took personally, um, I'm grateful that nothing detrimental or, or life changing happened to me. Um, but I also had to learn by putting myself into some of those circumstances, how to get myself out of them. And that built a lot of confidence in me. That I could that I could handle myself. We have well, to we have to know we can handle ourselves. And 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 if you have a bad experience or not a terrible experience, but something like that, how not to get there in the first place? Right. So and kids, how not to be damaged by it? Right. Right. And your, your kids are going to take risks. Right. And so it's better to give them those responsibilities incrementally than it is to just turn them loose. I mean, you're you are lucky. You were just turned loose. Um, but just realize as parents, your kids are going to take some risk. Right. They're going to have some curiosities. They're going to have uh, a lot of boundaries. And, and the, if you let them come down one at a time instead of all at once, you'll probably be a little more successful. Well, that's the natural way of things. You know, when the whole point of being a teenager is to break away from your parents. You know, is so to be, and we, we talk about instead of thinking about the fact that you're raising kids, no, you're raising adults. And so, how can you best prepare your kids along the way for adulthood? Because the ch- childhood is such a short period of time relative to the length of our life. Well, we, we have this concept of adults in training. So, yeah. uh, make a list of, uh, of responsibilities. And as your, as your children learn to, uh, take on those responsibilities, turn them over so that they can make a mistake. Turn them over knowing that they're going to make a small mistake um, and um, let them learn from that. Um, uh, I'm always impressed at how quickly my pool can go green. So, you know, uh, you know, let your child take care of the pool. Let them learn the chemistry. Let them learn how to, how to manage the pool. And they will mess up because of their schedules or forgetfulness uh, uh, and they'll learn that as soon as they do that boom pulls green right it's obvious to them and then you know don't crucify them but uh, let, them learn. Let, them, let them learn yeah, yeah. got to take a few mm-hmm. few lessons along the way you know maybe, to, maybe that's maybe that's the thing is I see a lot of parents punishing their kids when they make a mistake rather than using it as a teaching opportunity. I mean, we all make mistakes. How many adults out there aren't making mistakes quite frequently? That's not something to try to avoid. We we just want to, because we have to, we're going to make mistakes. That's how we learn. But if we steal away our children's opportunity to learn from their mistakes. Well, and how they feel about how they when when they how did they accept their mistake right and and, and are they going to correct it are they going to respond to it and that that of course determines whether or not they can move on to the next responsibility because at 16 you're looking at um, 
um, turning over the keys to the car. Oh my gosh, yeah, and, that's and scary. That's, <laughs> and that's an ongoing problem, uh, you know, that uh, that we're having uh, more and more difficulty doing, and uh, it becomes uh, more and more difficult to turn over those keys. Right. Well, and in turning over the keys. Um, what about uh, turning over the social media? You know, I think a lot of kids are, um, have been, this is like the first generation right now of kids that have been raised solely with social media access yeah. and how to manage that, how to help your kids manage that so that it doesn't interfere with all the other things they want to be doing. Yeah, it's difficult. I, I don't ever recall um, putting a nude picture of my body in an envelope and sending it to anybody. You don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they were hard to get because they had to be developed. And the, the person down the street, well, I remember it's a couple of years being developed. <laughs> <laughs> well, but. yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, and I, and I think that um, a lot of people uh, believe that social media has has brought out the worst in people and I heard somebody else say the other day it didn't bring out the worst it just showed us the worst I mean it's just it's just it's just a revealer well I, I think that's probably a great example of why you need to start turning over some of these responsibilities because eventually children are going to have technology and and they're going to need to know how to how to be responsible with it uh, and careful with it because it will affect their lives. I mean, it's not it's not just that they're that they're that they do something silly, but uh, it can it can ultimately be detrimental to their lives. So, and that one, I, I really don't know how to stop that one. I mean, you've got messaging, you've got yeah. all those all the different ways uh, to exchange information, and just as we as parents, we think we're right on top of it, but there's always a next step. That um, just like the hackers, they're going to figure some other way to use it that we haven't anticipated just yet. I mean, we did that when we were kids. We figured out how to fool our parents. Sure. Yeah. I mean, kids learn how to lie because we teach them to because they have to. <laughs> well, well, and it, I want to just touch on one thing before before we go to break is um, the helicopter parenting concept. Uh, you you likened when our son went to college to when you, when you had a collie dog that you always had on a leash, and and if you're if you if you always have your kid or your dog on a leash, and they never learn how to monitor themselves off the leash. Then as soon as you release the leash, what happens? Right. They take off. They take yeah. off. Mm-hmm. And um, and when when your kids aren't aren't exploring their boundaries, they aren't if they're not pushing boundaries a little bit during their teens, I I I now would be more worried about them. Not not think, oh, this is an easy kid, thank God, parenting's really in it. This is a breeze. I'd be more worried about, oh hell, what's gonna happen when they go off to college? Well the the ones that have it easy that do everything right aren't aren't learning any tough lessons. That's it, that's for sure. They're not I mean learning. I think it's great to to not, not create too much havoc, but uh, but you you do have to learn how you handle it yourself instead of saying, "Boy, I can't do this because my parent would respond in a way." No, I can't do that because my consciousness wouldn't allow me to to do that. Right? Is that is that basic good already ingrained inside your child? And and look for that as you as you turn over responsibilities to them, and it'll it'll go a lot better for them. 
as they start to uh, make their way out as an adult. Right. Because they are adults in training, right? And so we want to make sure that, um, that as we're raising our kids that we're keeping that in mind. If you think about when you have a toddler and you're, you're, you're giving your toddler, you, you don't walk around with pillows around your toddler, your toddler gets up and they toddle a little and they fall down and you kiss their boo-boo and then they get back up and they toddle around some more and they fall down. I mean, that's how they learn not to fall down is because it doesn't feel good. It's like me out there rock hopping this weekend. You know, I, I, I remembered, I, I had very clear memory of a few times when I slipped on those slippery, slimy rocks in the river. And so I was very mindful of when I put my foot on that rock to make sure I wasn't going to slip. Well, with, with money management, uh, does your child know what happens when they finally run out of money? Uh, <laughs> you know, what are the consequences of running out of money? We always feel bad. Oh, you ran out of money. You just ask mom and dad for more. Um, so, so giving them uh, a little bit of leeway with their money, not, not so they can buy all kinds of junk and everything, but so that they can run out. Yeah. So that they run out and they experience what, what that is uh, about. I, I think that I don't know any adult that doesn't have that memory of, oh my God, I remember not having any money and going through the car and looking for change to get enough money to get a gallon of gas. I mean, those are, those are really sh- crappy times, but they also teach us a lot about why we go to work and why we save money so that we don't have to endure that. Right. Yeah. Your, your children are adults in training. Be incremental with the responsibilities, let them learn, and see how they respond to the lessons. Yeah. So when we come back in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about this and and how you can how you can help your kids learn some of those valuable lessons that will last them a lifetime um, while they're still under your roof. And please go to our YouTube channel, The Conscious Living Show, and hit the subscribe button. And also click the link to share it with your friends who want to be conscious too. This this show is, we're gonna have, we have so many topics in mind for you that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing shorter videos. We have lots of things planned for you to help you wake up to your life and live your authentic designer lives too. Yeah. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are? It's very possible when you can know more, do more, and be more. Tune in each week to Shift Happens with host 
Karin Weary, and featured guest co-hosts. The world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts. It starts with healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Once the scars of our past are gone, we can truly begin to shine. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. You're listening to The Conscious Living Show. This show is about waking up to your life. And what does it take for you to uh, get up in the morning and actually be excited about your life? So we've got all kinds of topics well, for you. It takes a pause in Washington Town, California. <laughs> yeah. A pause, as my teacher Eric Schiffman used to say. He would free, free up that time for all the other things that you enjoy that you put off because you're too busy uh, doing all the other things that aren't important. Right. Uh, an old story keeps we keep yeah. replaying the same story but so so pause and and uh, reflect on those things and reset your priorities right but we're talking about children today yeah and, and adults uh, in training we we heard an interesting statistic on um, on uh, one of the um, uh, great courses that I was listening to and it said that that the age that a child started to work was one of the main factors that determined their work. Um, uh, progress throughout the remaining of their life. And the, the people that weren't learned the work ethic early um, uh, did better in the workforce for the rest of their life. So we need to uh, stop discouraging uh, our younger uh, teens from working. Exactly. It's it's hard. You have to go get permits. You have uh, employers that have a hard time hiring children. We should appreciate the the businesses that are willing to hire our young teenagers and yeah. to train them in the work ethic, showing up, getting ready, um, being kind and responsible. Um, they're they're not they're, what they're doing is not rocket science. These are not careers. Uh, when when we see a a person my age behind the counter. Uh, doing an ice cream cone, um, there's a problem there probably. So, well, hopefully, and, and, hopefully they, they own the store. Yeah, maybe they own the store. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that isn't to say that occasionally, occasionally that that's, that's not okay or that it might have some true benefit for that person with some compassion. But these very, very basic jobs are for our training ground for our teenagers. And we're, we're, trying to make them uh, very expensive jobs so that employers are just going to get uh, uh, robots to do it instead of paying our teenagers to learn how to work. And, and I think there's so much that teens learn about w- when they're working, not for somebody in their family. I, I think that's another critical piece is, you know, don't it's not you giving your, t- your teen a job. It's somebody else that they have to be accountable to and also be able to manage their time around and understand that they're being relied on for that work that it's not 
that that there is a it's an exchange of I'm I'm really, I'm going to be dependable to do this job so that I get the money. You get what you need for me to do the job. I get money for my time that I've sold. And it's an exchange that uh, they're not just getting money. Because I've seen a lot of kids, and you've even seen it at your businesses, a lot of young people, that just they don't think anything of just not showing up for work. And I think those the people that do that didn't learn very early that a an employer, when they hire you, that they're depending on you to be there. Right. So they learn they learn that that uh, very early, and then they have their own money, like I said earlier, to run out of, and then learn the consequences of running out of their money. Right. As long as you allow that to be a consequence, and and they can learn all about money management. Uh, uh, you can give them some guidance. This much is going for taxes. This much is going for your retirement. This much is going for things that you're responsible for. And this is the little bit that's left over for, uh, fun. for fun. Does that sound familiar <laughs> to anyone out there uh, who's who's working? And and I think that um, it's it's a, a great way to make sure that your child is on the right path. The data is there. It says. You know that that they're more like the first job is the hardest job to get. It's easy to transfer. You have some experience, or you know you've learned that you need to to be more responsible. So you'll do better at your second job, even if you're fired from the first. A teenager being fired from a job, you know that let them be fired. That's that's part yeah. of the learning process. I think one of the smartest things that parents can do for their teenagers is to give the teenagers early. A bill to pay, something that they're that they're responsible for, like their phone bill or their car insurance or their gasoline or something that they need that they want to have that they have to be responsible to pay. And then if if they run out of their fun money, if you feel like they're working hard and they're devoted and you want to give them a gift now you're giving them a gift of fun not a you're not assuming the responsibilities for them and all of their money is for fun because I think that's that's a backwards way and we're seeing a lot of young people in their 20s that have had that as their model and they are blown away when they have to pay a bill They, they they're they're unprepared for that so the sooner you can give your kid a bill even if it's just a portion of it, but something that they have to pay first and then they get their fun money last, that develops that that lesson, that that kind of um what is yeah. it? A money money consciousness. There, there's a trajectory that we're on and um at sometimes you, you do need to focus. When I was in medical school, there was no time to work. It was a hundred percent learning medicine. So it wasn't a time for me to be working a job at an ice cream shop. But remember, your, your teenagers are in high school. And, you know, although sports are critical, and I'm very sports oriented, uh, they shouldn't interfere with a person being able to have a part-time job. Right. I think if you look at it in the big scheme of things, they need some sports to know that they need to exercise for the rest of their life. That's another responsibility. Mm-hmm. But then they also need to have that job experience. So don't let sports and you know, they're entertaining for parents. Uh, they're easy to do. The kids sometimes are quite capable. If they're great at sports, let them lifeguard at the Y. 
right. let them find a job that's sports oriented, right. find some work for your kids, t- teach them money management, mm-hmm. and and all of these things will start to uh, to to gel. And uh, you know, we've been talking about that in, in uh, with sex education for a long time. So one of the things that I wanted to make sure we touched on was what is it. Um, what is it about working and getting that first paycheck that feeds you? Do you remember that? I remember going to work, having to have the responsibility of a job, and then getting my first paycheck and thinking, oh, my God, look well, I, what I did. It was such a, a ego boost. I think, I think when, when I got my first paycheck, it reali- I realized that my parents were now allowing me to become a little bit more independent. Right. And I didn't have to fight for my independence. They, they, they were welcoming my independence. So it was very, very symbolic for me. Yeah. We only have two minutes left, dear. Okay. Dargana. So, and and this whole adults in training thing goes to back to sexuality, too. You know, giving your kids information. You want to give them money management information, education on school, math, all these things. They also need to know how to how their sexuality and their relationships are going to form and how to be healthy in those, too. So we're, we're going to be taking our, our show to many different platforms. We do need your support, both in terms of subscribing uh, helping us with uh, content, things that you're interested in, and uh, sponsorship if you're inclined to vote with your dollars, which we've talked about in the past. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Vote. Your money is votes. Uh, vote with your dollars. We. This does cost us time, energy, and um, you know we, we do spend a lot of time talking about these subjects because we want to bring a great quality show to you. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to sign off for today. We will have this up on our YouTube channel later with all kinds of other things coming your way. The Conscious Living Show on YouTube. And remember to laugh more, love harder. And kiss longer. I forgot that, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Thank you again, Voice America. Yes. Till next week, we'll be back. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way.